0: Welcome to Lakeside Church's Message Podcast. Our prayer is that you fall in love with Jesus, find of family, live in freedom, and be active in your purpose. Let's join the message already in progress. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 1. We read this last week, but we'll read a little bit and then we'll move into some new stuff. It says, my little children. Remember, this was written by the Apostle John, one of Jesus' disciples. When Jesus was alive, he was probably the youngest or one of the youngest disciples. That meant that he wound up living longer than a lot of the other people. A lot of the other guys, they wound up getting martyred or killed for Jesus. But God had a special thing for John. And so he wrote his books a little bit later than some of the other ones. And he writes, my little children. He was an old man now advanced in age he had walked with jesus for a long time on earth and he had walked with jesus and his spirit um, after his resurrection and ascension so he says my little children i'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin but if anyone does sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous right the goal is not that we do sin but that we don't Right. We we want to stop that. It's awesome that God can forgive us, but it's great when we can grow closer to him and be transformed by him. But we have an advocate. The fact that Jesus's work is not done. We said this last week, but he is at the throne of the father right now, interceding and advocating for us when we sin. And he says he is the propitiation for our sins. That's just a fancy word that means the sin sacrifice, the debt payment, like he took care of our sins, but not only ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. And by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. You know how the, the test, do you know him? Are you following him? Are you are you? Are you following him are you keeping the commandments and by this we have come to know him if we keep his commandments and then he's going to highlight he's going to talk about in verse three what he's talking about he says whoever says i know him but doesn't keep his commandments is a liar when you're old you can say stuff like that you've lived a long life and you can just say you know what you're faking if you're not following him for real you're lying it says the truth is not in him But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God is perfected by this that we know that we are in him. Whoever abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. And that's what discipleship is, is it's growing and learning that not only does Jesus forgive us, if that's all that he did, that would be amazing. But he transforms us and he shapes us as we walk in him and abide in him. His, his spirit comes into us and makes us new. Verse 7. Beloved, I'm not writing a new commandment. So what commandments is he talking about? When he says obey his commandments, what does he mean? He's going to explain it. He says, not an, but an old commandment, that which you've had from the beginning. The old commandment is in the word that you have heard. At the same time, a new commandment I'm writing to you. So he's saying it's it's, it's the old. It's always been God's plan, but yet now it's new for you. It should be fresh. It should be alive. it, It should be what you believe and understand and work out in your own life. Because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. See, this world is dark, but the darkness is passing away. How does the darkness pass away? When God's children are the salt and the light. And they can show this world the way that God wants people to live. Whoever says he's in the light, but hates his brothers in darkness. You say you're walking in Jesus and walking in hate. It's impossible. You're in darkness, you're blind. But whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling. He's talking about love. This is John, Jesus' disciple, the one who walked with him. He's saying this is the point, to walk in love for your brothers. But whoever hates his brother is in darkness. Whoever walks in darkness does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. That's what we read last week, and John has has made the point that we need to love, and when we walk in love, we're walking in light, and if we're not walking in love, we're walking in darkness like we're blind, like we don't realize that God was serious when he talked about loving our brothers and our sisters. Love is the point. Now, verse 12, This is we're going to get into something new this week, and this will be the, kind of the heart of the message. So he says, I'm writing to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I'm going to read a few verses, and then we'll talk about it. I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you children... Because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know Him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. So, who is John talking to here? I mean, if if you were listening at all or reading along, you know he's talking to children, young men, and fathers. But what does he mean by that? Is he, and, and if you read different commentaries and, and listen to different preachers and, and go back and study, it's, there's a little bit of debate, like, what is he talking about? Some people think he's talking to people at, like, different ages physically. So he's talking to, like, little kids, and then he's talking to, like, maybe more, like, teenagers, young adults, and then he's talking to those who are more mature. Some people say he's not talking just about age, but he's, he's talking about spiritual maturity, so it doesn't matter how old your driver's license says you are, but, but, but how long have you been in Christ? You might be 20 years old, but, you know, only known Christ for a day or two. So he's ta- is he talking about spiritual maturity? Or is he talking about a, like an attitude or a function? The idea that Jesus said that we all need to become like little children. Remember that? Jesus says some really interesting things. He says that we should all be like little children. And is he talking about the attitude, the innocence of a child? And, and maybe the attitude and the, the, the way a young person lives with a little bit of energy and, and excitement. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm not young anymore. I was invited to go hang out with some friends yesterday. And I'm going to be honest on the way there, I was like, oh, I don't want to do nothing. And the older you get, you ever feel like that? You have plans and you're like, oh, I don't want to go. We went and had a great time. It was awesome. I'm glad that I went. I needed to do that. But a young person, they just want to go. They just got energy. They're ready to move. And then he talks about fathers. You know, that, that idea of fatherhood in the church, I have some scriptures um, underneath this one in the back, and one is in Matthew, and Jesus says something interesting. He says, don't call anybody father. In verse 20, Matthew chapter 23, verse 8, he starts off by saying, "And call, um, don't talk, call anybody a rabbi or teacher. In verse 9, he says, and call no man your father on earth, because you have one father who is in heaven. It's interesting that Jesus says that. He's saying, basically, he's, he's saying something to, to pick your ear up so that you listen and you're like, call nobody father? You only have one father? Paul says something different in 1 Corinthians. If you want to put that scripture up on the screen, it should be up there as well. It should be underneath that one, Jeremy, my son. He says, for though you have countless guides in Christ's, You do not have many fathers, for I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So Paul seems to be saying that that sometimes in Christ, we have these men or these women that are older than us or more mature in their faith, that they kind of father us in the Lord. But Jesus said, don't call anybody father because you got one and that's God. So it's it's not the title, it's the concept. I happen to think that John is talking about the maturity of a believer and he's talking about the attitude of a believer. Let's look through and let's, let's, let's just flip through these verses. What is he saying to children? In verse 12 he says, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. See, we should all have that childlike um, experience, and we should be reminded of that daily that, that he saved us. And like a child, we should be innocent enough that we can go and ask him anytime we need forgiveness. And not think... That he won't do it it's funny i have I, my sons they love to play the switch they play video games and so we they have two different switches they like to play we we try to limit it because we don't want them like Ooh, you know like that but but we, we let them play and and if it was up to them they would play all the time and if they did they'd be like, you know so we don't want them to do that but they will come and ask over and over and over Because they know that I'm their dad. And they don't have any fear. I had to put a little fear in them the other day. I said, if you ask me again, I'm going to break it. They didn't ask. But in their mind, like, as a child, they have no fear. They can just come over and over again. And we should be able to do that with forgiveness. If we flip through a little farther... At the end of verse 13, he says, I write to you, children, because you know the Father. So do you remember when you first came to Jesus? If you've been walking with Jesus for a while, do you remember when you first came and you, like not not that like the first time you said a prayer and you halfway meant it, but like the first time you really experienced Jesus in your life. Do you remember that? I remember that. And it was just like, he was so real, and you knew him. And, and, and some of you guys are like this now, but some of you aren't. And you can remember a time that, that you just read the scriptures. You'd open up your Bibles. It didn't matter what you were reading. But it was like he was there talking with you. And like everything just jumped off the page, and there were these truths. And I remember, I remember when that first happened to me, I had, I had begun to believe in Jesus and, and follow him for like the first time in my life. And I, and I had this girlfriend, and this was back before texting, all right? That's how old I am. We didn't text, but I was talking on my phone with this girlfriend, and she was talking, and then she said, and it was like back in the day, you guys remember the house phones? If you're young, you don't remember this. But, but when you were younger and you had the house phone, you would just stay on that house phone for a long time. And, and, and she said, oh, I got to go tell my mom or my dad something. And as she went, and I was just sitting there, I opened up my Bible and I was just reading it. And it was like exploding off the page, like Jesus was there, that childlike faith. And she came back and started talking. I was like, uh huh, uh huh. And, and she's talking about all this craziness, and she wasn't a believer. I had just become a believer. And then I was like, uh huh, uh huh. And I was like, hey, hey, listen to this. And I actually read her like five chapters out of the book of John because it was just so fresh and my relationship with Jesus was so good because I, I felt like I knew him. And sometimes we, we move away from that. We don't know him. So the childlike faith of being able to ask for forgiveness and that freshness in our relationship with the Lord. In verse... Um, 13, or let's look at young men next. All right, so we're going to skip around a little bit, but we're in the same verses. The first time he talks to young men, it's in um, 13, but he says, I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. There's this idea, there's this, there's this place in Jesus that some of us have been to, some of us are in, and some of us need to go back to where we're, we're strong in the Lord. We have like stupid faith. We just believe in him and and it doesn't make sense but we're strong and we we, we reject the enemy. It's amazing like how that happens in our lives. We come to Jesus and I've seen it over and over and over and over and over again in church. Where the people are just young in their faith. And they just believe anything is possible. And they, 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 they wanna lead a small group. They're not bitter anymore. They're not cynical. They, they haven't been let down in the church. They haven't been let down by people. And so they're just like, let's do this. And they share their faith out in, in the street and with their neighbors. And they're, they're just like, there's this passion. There's this strength. And it's like they've overcome that fear. You, when you first get saved you got to learn how to overcome that fear and if you've been a believer for a long time you just get in a rut and you're not walking in strength sometimes i've been there but it's this attitude of being young and strong in the lord and not putting up with the enemy like i remember a time and you know maybe i gotta get it back to a little bit but You know, if I was watching a TV show or a movie, and if it was like anything that was just bad, I was like, turn this crap off. Get this away. And it's amazing how sometimes the young believers, they don't know that yet. But then sometimes the more mature believers, they just let stuff creep in and stuff they wouldn't have done. eh, That's not that bad. I'm mature. I can handle it. He goes on and he talks more to the young men. In verse 14, he says, To the young men, or to the, the people that are strong in their faith, have vitality and energy, I write to you because you are strong. Not only do you need to have the faith like a child and the innocence of a child, but you need to have a stre- the strength of a young man. Some of you guys don't know how good you got it. Wait 20 years, and you'll see what your body turns into. You're like, whoa! You know, who remembers in their 20s, four hours of sleep, I'm feeling good. Right? In your 40s, not so much. And I'm sure the 50s and the 60s, you're looking at me like, yeah, I wish I was 40. (laughs) Says you are strong. Where are the strong believers? Where are they? It says, and the word of God abides in you. Like you're not a child. You've read the word and you let it abide in you and you, and you do what it says and it's just in your heart, guiding your decisions. And you've overcome the evil one. That have innocence of a child and we need to have the strength and the fortitude of someone who is, who is young and strong. But then he talks, and if we go to verse 13, he talks about the third group, the fathers. He says, I'm writing to you fathers. Because you know him who is from the beginning. See, not only does the church need the the innocence and and each of us need the innocence and the church need the innocence, and not only does each of us need the strength and the church need the strength, but, but we need some people to be fathers or mothers, some maturity, some people that have walked with Jesus, that have had their lives fall apart on the outside, but stood there and weathered the storm. And that can say, you know what? I'm on solid ground. That have some experience with Jesus. That know what it is to pray and see an answer, and know what it is to pray, and the answer's a long time coming. We need that. Some of you need to be that for somebody. And it's not physical age it's it's time with the lord see some people you might have wa- you might have known jesus for 50 years but it might be the same year over and over again and some of us we can mature pretty rapidly and and help others know him because we know him if you keep if you keep um Going to verse 14, notice how he says the same thing to the fathers again. He says, I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. See, we start off like a child and we need to have that innocence and that belief that we can ask forgiveness and really encounter him and begin to know him. We need to be strong and let the word of God abide in us and and overcome the enemy. Like, we cannot always be children. We need to mature and grow up and overcome some things. But we also need to remember the only way we've overcome anything is because he was with us in that fire. That he was with us during that storm. That he was with us when we didn't know why everything went wrong, but he was there. That's what maturity looks like, is realizing that it, it really wasn't because I was strong. It's because I was strong because he was in me. And thank God his word was in me, abiding in me, guiding me. And that's how I overcame, because I, he helped me overcome. I think all three of those things, they, they, this, is, this is like Near Eastern thought, it's not necessarily logical like Paul, line upon line, it, it kind of circles, I think all three of those things are in the life of a mature believer. I think those are also kind of stages that we pass through as we grow up, but it's not like, not like you lose the forgiveness, you get the forgiveness thing as a child and you don't need it as a young man, you still do. And it's not like you become mature and you just know him and you don't need strength and abiding in the word and to remember that he forgives us freely. When we talk next week on Friday and Saturday, I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot about maturing, about knowing him, about growing up ourselves and helping others grow. I pray no matter where you are, if you're a new believer, I hope you would come. If you are fresh and strong and feeling, feeling overcoming and victorious, I would hope you come Friday and Saturday. And if, if you've been walking with the Lord for a while, I would hope you come this Friday and Saturday. And that perhaps we could get some tools, get some encouragement, get some reminders of how we can help people in each stage of their spiritual growth. And how maybe we can remember how those different stages are all important and those different attitudes. That's why I say I think there's are stages, but I also think they're attitudes. We all need to be like little children. We all need to be young and strong in the Lord. And I think the ultimate goal is that we would all be a father to somebody, be a mother, be someone that That helps the next generation, and that doesn't depend on age. Hey, guys, I'm Bob. (laughs)